The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. This weekend sees the inaugural meeting of the Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use. It's taking place in Malahide. The Assembly has been established to look at the legislative policy and operational changes in Ireland that could be made to significantly reduce the harmful impacts of illicit drugs on individuals, on families, on communities and on the wider society. It's chaired by the uh, former CEO of the HSE, Paul Reid, and Paul is with us this morning. Morning, Paul. Morning, Anton. Paul, the, the Citizens' Assembly, to some extent... You, as the man who previously ran the HSE, if you were looking at issues in the HSE and you're saying, how do we provide the best service? You wouldn't say, let me gather together a focus group of the unqualified. You'd say, let me get the experts. Why, in the case of legislative policy, is it worth going the other way? Well, I think the debate around effectiveness of citizens' assemblies has moved on quite a bit. I mean, there's been really good outcomes from previous debates, previous citizens' assemblies, whether it's issues related to the Eighth Amendment or marriage equality. Um, I think it has enhanced the policy-making process for government, um, and it has, yeah, it has proven a good way, for example, on this issue of drug use, you know, I really believe that we will now have the most comprehensive, open, informed, deliberative discussion that we've ever had in the state in relation to the issue of drug use. So I think the assemblies have proven benefit in the past, and I think it's particularly uh, beneficial for us to make reports back to the Oireachtas uh, for them to consider uh, issues in policy after that. And do you think, Paul, as, as you plan the chairing and facilitation of the discussion, is it is it largely a binary issue about legalisation or not? No, our terms of reference are much broader than that. Uh, so they're very clear. Uh, it's about how do we reduce the harmful impacts of illicit drugs. But it also sets out for us uh, to consider issues of legislation, regulation, decriminalisation, uh, how do we reduce harm to services. So there's kind of three broad areas uh, for us to make a report on. One is if there's any recommendations related to legislation. Uh, two, in relation to policy, the policy in this whole area of drugs. And three, in relation to what's called operational, but in essence, the delivery of those services, uh, whether it's prevention, recovery, etc. So it's a very much wider ranging issue than you just described. And just to make a comment, I know a lot of the public discourse so far, and I, I welcome it that we're having a good public debate alongside the, in parallel with the Assembly, because a lot of the public debate has been on the issue of legislation whether, and decriminalisation. But many people use all those terms in different ways. So I think it's a good way to get a better understanding of what's meant by all of those. And secondly, if you talk to a lot of the people in the services and service providers, and I have, um, you know, for them, if you ask them what's the most important issue, they don't necessarily talk about legislation or regulation or decriminalisation. They talk about the services, you know, and how they deliver them. And to what extent do you think you bring, and I don't mean this pejoratively, but to, to what extent do you bring baggage to this? Because... In having run the HSE, you would have been on the res- on, on the delivery end of service to people who would have found themselves in acute distress or been the victims of those who were either drug selling or drug using as they came in through the A&Es or other aspects of the system. That must influence your thinking. No, on the contrary, actually. I think, first of all, I'm very clear in my role, which is an independent role, and it is about the 99 Assembly members. Um, and I won't be voting on any of the recommendations unless and until there's a tie on a particular recommendation. 
So it is about the 99 members and me bringing the information to them from a wide-ranging set of views and experiences. Secondly, um, I mean, I do bring my own lived experience uh, in terms of uh, drug use and particularly areas of high social deprivation. The many issues that I, I, I grew up in, in Fingers West, a working-class area, uh, and suffers many issues related to social deprivation, not just related to drugs, but related to whole issues of uh, services. Um, but I think professionally I also bring to the party here, um, I certainly in my role as CEO of Fingal County Council would have worked with a lot of the service providers uh, related to addiction services, whether it's local drugs and alcohol task forces and others. Um, and then in the HSE, obviously, in my own experience working with many of the uh, prevention services uh, and treatment services. Uh, so I think I bring a wide range of life experiences uh, professional experiences but I'm very clear my role is to be independent and go back you, you you talked about your experience your personal experience in the community growing up what was that well I mean it's reflective of many areas of high social deprivation and that comes very clear on the data that we have it I mean uh, certainly issue of drug use is, is pervasive across society but, but is that to say that you had friends that you had people in school that you knew did you see much in the way of drug use Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I came through, i say, very working-class area, working-class family, schools, system, um, and, and I did see many of the issues and many of the hurt that's caused uh, in areas. It's not just always caused by drugs. It's, you know, it's related to many issues uh, where these communities can suffer, whether it's in, you know, weaker health outcomes or, um, you know, not enough investment in terms of education services. So it can be a wide-ranging perspective, but, you know, certainly... I, I would have experienced many of the issues. Uh, you know, I was born and reared in Finglas. I've reared my own family there. It's a fabulous community. Um, but it did suffer many of the impacts, whether it's some of the criminal impacts of it as well. It's a tricky thing, as you outline, for the Assembly to unpick because so many of particularly the negative aspects of drug misuse are interconnected with poverty, they're interconnected with lack of social mobility, with lack of economic opportunity. How do you separate all that out and just address the issue of drugs, or do you? Yeah, well, it's, it's impossible to unpick thing, many things that are related, but you are correct. A lot of the issues related to drugs uh, touch a wide-ranging set of government departments, government agencies, um, statutory and non-statutory providers, you know, so... There are issues around education. Uh, there are issues around the criminal justice system. Uh, issues for the Department of Justice. Issues for the Department of Education. Uh, issues for the Department of Health. Uh, so there's many kind of um, cross-government linkages here and all of that. But the terms of reference give us that scope. The terms of reference, you know, again, ask us to look at do we want to, should the Assembly make any recommendations for change of legislation? Should we make any recommendations about a policy change for government? Should we make any recommendations about how services are delivered? You know, you know, and, and bringing into all of that, which is really important for me and the Assembly, is bringing the lived experiences of people, uh, of individuals, of families, of communities, um, related to their experiences uh, of drug use. And, and that's a team that will be run right throughout the whole Assembly, all the six Assemblies that we're running bringing that lived experience through strongly. 
Out of curiosity, Paul, why did you want to do it? Because you described yourself when you stepped down as the CEO of uh, the HSE as being emotionally drained. That, that I think a lot of people thought, well, that means there will be an extended period of putting your feet up. Why did you want to take the feet back down? Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I genuinely really privileged to be asked to do this. Um, it's something I care about a lot um, from my own experiences, from my own professional, from my own life experiences. It's something that I, I really do care about. Uh, and I do think, as I said at the start with you, I do think it's, it's an opportunity to have that very safe discussion now, um, bringing the 99 Assembly members through all of their diverse views, uh, conflicting views, very complex issues, bring them through this. And um, So, from my perspective, uh, it's something that I cared about and that's why I want to do it. Finally, when we're on the topic of the uh, HSE, um, the uh, IMO are holding their um, conference and the incoming president has been fairly searingly critical of the HSE in terms of the conditions on the ground. The focus of the conference will be on capacity and I suppose the, the chronic underinvestment in the health service over at least a decade, the capacity in beds, the capacity in workforce and also the capacity in general practice. I suppose from a doctor point of view, it's tough conditions on the ground. Doctors are having to work more hours to cover up the gaps in the rota. And from a patient point of view, the capacity crisis, patients being treated in appropriate settings in, in corridors and hallways as opposed to being on wards, that's definitely affecting patient outcomes and the quality of care that they get. As recently as February, after the winter surge, the Irish Patients Association estimated that approximately a, you know a thousand extra fatalities might have occurred as a result of overcrowding in our hospitals. Are you disappointed at the lack of pace in the progress after your departure? Well, first of all, I've, I've refrained from making any comments because I think it's only fair uh, in relation to my successor and giving my successor the opportunity to uh, set out their own stall for the HSA. But look, in summary terms, I think the Irish Health Service has suffered significant, not just the Irish Health Service, all health providers in developing countries have suffered very significantly post-COVID with delayed care. That's number one. Certainly, there are very significant issues for the Irish Health Service around a very ageing population, which thankfully we're all living longer. Um, but it is more complex care that's needed, and it is more uh, capacity that's needed when you're dealing with uh, aged care. And thirdly, what I think was done really well, and quite proud of uh, the teams in the health service, was during COVID and indeed a cyber attack, implemented very significant reforms to start the process of delivering more care outside of the acute and emergency department services, you know, so giving more people care in the community. And I think, um, you know, that, that's a process that needs a continued and sustained investment. Paul, we won't hold you up anymore from chairing the Assembly. That is Paul Reid, former CEO of the HSE and now the independent chairperson uh, for the Citizens' Assembly on Drugs. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.